Welcome, welcome. This week, Diceratops presents part two of D&D Live, When Dwarves Cry, recorded live at Bats Theatre for the NZ Fringe Festival. Our players are Stephen Youngblood as Randy Dwarf, Jared Baker as Fran Grothild, and Wiramutuhiwai as the Ranger Forward. We last saw them on a mission for the Dwarven Prince, meeting the disapproval of Randy's mother-in-law, and finally seeing... A purple banana? It might be a metaphor. I'm Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. It's time for some more D&D Live, where we left our heroes. It was a very straightforward situation. So you're in a, a dwarven town. There was um, like there was a stalactite. There were lights. There were people. Um, holiday half walk over there. Kittens. Um, grumpy, repressive people, mother-in-law, riot, purple banana. Go. What do you do? Uh, well, I, I want my hole and my kittens back, so I've, I've got to start chasing after the purple banana because uh. I'm just going crazy in here. So I've really just got to go. Um, All right. Randy sits off after the purple banana. Fran. <clears throat> I I guess we're going with Randy. Are we? We're going with Randy. <sighs> Randy's talking to them like like they're there. <laughs> I don't I don't suppose the the banana's going in the direction of the purple droplets. No, the banana is heading right towards that amazing looking stalactite. It's kind of hopping from dwarven head to dwarven head. Hee hee hee. Metaphor. So, so. Throwing kittens into the air as it goes, and as it approaches this great stalactite you can see the the audience around it who aren't quite aware of what's happening on this side of the square are all paying close attention to um the little bridge that goes over to the the prince's um little island island citadel and standing on a balcony there is the same prince that you saw and he lifts up a hand and he snaps his finger and suddenly all the lights on the stalactite, ignite those little um, lightning bouncing around inside each of the lanterns, sourced from like a magical lightning box at the bottom. It's very impressive and very beautiful. And suddenly the purple banana is bouncing its way up the lights all the way around the stalactite. And people are looking up and going, is that the holiday half-orc? What's going on? Would you say there's about 20 feet of clearance around the banana? Um, There is about... On his third tier up. Yes, suddenly there is. Well, I wait till he gets to about his third tier. Okay, good. And then, just under my breath, just whisper something quietly, and and I launch a fireball at him. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay, so I'm... Imagine imagine you're a purple banana. Oh, no! (laughs) You're just out for a out for a stroll, okay? You're having some fun, and you're going up the stalactite with your friends. Shouldn't have stolen my friend's shit. Yep. Yeah. And you're holding a whole pile of kittens. <laughs> and then you look, and your googly eyes go big because there is this ball of fire expanding rapidly to engulf you. I think I think if you're a purple banana, what you're going to do is say, "Not the kittens," 
when you throw the kittens out to the crowd and the kittens rain down upon the people and the people start catching kittens and crying out, thank you, Holiday Half-Orc, thank you, Holiday Half-Orc. There is a huge explosion. The lights that were only just illuminated short out. The um, purple banana tumbles and lands. The crowd spreads and it lands right at your feet. Randy, it's very, very singed, but it's kind of made of purple stone, so it's not, it's not destroyed exactly, but it's a bit messed up and its googly eyes are dark and it looks up at you. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> no, probably not. And I bend, <laughs> I bend down and pick up, uh, he picks up the, the portable hole. Right. And then he just like lays it down and then oh. kicks the banana into the hole. <laughs> And then picks up the hole again. <laughs> bye bye. And okay, the purple banana falls into the hole, and you pick up your portable hole and you roll it up. Job well done. You turn, there is a whole riotous crowd of people sprinting towards you. I went into that guy's hole! <laughs> okay, what do you do? Uh, I, I look at the crowd. And I put on my best game face. Or Randy puts on his best game face and says, they went that away. <laughs> and uh, tries to bluff them. All right, let's see it. Sixteen. Okay, sixteen. Sixteen is, is not going to bluff these people. Uh, you might bluff a few of them, but... Uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're just... They're, the crowd is just running towards you, and they're laughing, and they're happy about it. They're so lost in this... This madness. They're lost in it somehow. Well, Randy just rides the wave and he just jumps up and assumes that they catch him. Okay. Um, Randy, can I please have a uh, dexterity saving throw from you? Unless Frontal Ford can intervene in some way. You're a short distance away from him, I think. Follow me, everyone. I'm the holiday (laughs) half-orc. Come on. Let's have fun. There's kittens for everyone. Sing the song. <laughs> okay, make a, make a charisma roll. I'll give you advantage if you sing the song. A charisma roll. Oh, good. Advantage, you say? <laughs> Not good either. No. no. It's no. a two and a five. It's a two and yeah. a five. All right. You, you call out, follow me, and you try to sing the song but just the the <clears throat> crowd smash you down you fall you fall to your knees in fact I'm going to make you take some damage you take Ooh. eight points just eight points of um, scuffing and stomping as people bear down on you Randy um, what was what was your dexterity uh, roll? F- 15 15 okay so you're able to kind of stay away from the people because they're all kind of a bit mad and they're not super organised and you're an adventurer you can duck and dodge and Try not to take anyone's head off with your axe, probably. While you're doing this, the children with their kittens. You can't let that happen to the holiday half-orc and his friends! And they start intervening. They start jumping on the, the people. Suddenly the riot is just this mad mass of kids hugging people and people falling over and rolling onto themselves. And there's just this mayhem. There's mayhem everywhere. Everyone, They've lost track of what's happened to the purple banana. They've lost track of you. They've lost track of everything. It's just... <clears throat> you'll see... Over on the prince's citadel, the prince is watching and he's stroking his chin and he's nodding. There's something about it that 
Tickled his fancy. Tickled his fancy a little bit. But whose fancy is not tickled? The respectabilitia. <laughs> they do not look pleased. And your mother-in-law has turned. And she is heading away from the circle. And as she heads away from your eyes just see drops purple liquid in her trail as she goes what do you do well i get i get up i've, I've been knocked on my knees i i follow her when i see the source of this purple liquid where it's where it's come from this purple liquid did it come from the sky it's hard to say exactly because you just kind of saw it landing on the walls as she was moving and yeah the sky it's quite a long way up there but wasn't it blue before instead of purple right, so randy's up now and he's yep. um he's following from because mm-hmm. you know that's he's his friend and yeah his place and um and he catches up to him sort of just sort of you know make sure he's all right and, and so on but he's just just needs to talk to him, right? Um, a front, a front. Um, yep. it's, it's really weird here, right? This isn't normal. <laughs> I've, look, I've never been in a dwarf town before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just, I mean, I mean uh, you know. I don't I mean, want to make any assumptions. I mean, riots, a holiday half orc, a purple banana, um, kids coming and clambering all over me. I mean, what's really weird is the. Um, is, is, is what's happening to Gudrun though like everything else is normal but Gudrun <laughs> like that's like Dwarven Saturday right but yeah but Gudrun Gudrun duh, whatever her name is my mother-in-law yep um, not normally this much of a dick not normally this much of a dick no I mean she was cool you know um, but then got really weird and grumpy but this is this after is big. your wife died well oh <laughs> I wonder well. if that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> I'll ask her when I find her. Good call. Yeah, maybe yeah. you should make Good an empathy call. roll. <laughs> is that a thing? Uh. But, uh, yeah, this is... Something's off. And I'm... And I, you know... And I'm noticing it, so... Something's off. The other thing you're noticing... Is the sky is a darker purple. So thick... With darkness, it's like clouds, like like rain clouds. And then you feel a drop just hit your cheek. Then you feel another one coming down forward. You look up and you see the purple rain begin to fall. There it is. There it is. Nice. Nice. Yep. They glad they sat here for that long just to get to that part. So yeah, the second act it was good. It was good. <laughs> Rain begins to fall, and as it falls, as it hits people, you see them shaken by it. They fall to their knees, overcome with intense feelings. These feelings that they're. It's not traditional to express feelings in a dwarven village or indeed being a dwarf at all, but no, no. there are tears. Whoa. There are shouts. Dwarves so yelling at each like. other. A married couple expressing their frustration with everything that the other has done wrong over the years. 
forward, you're picking your way from shelter to shelter as best you can as the rain comes down, but it's impossible to avoid. It starts falling on you. Ford, Fran, Randy, you meet together. You can see ahead of you there is the circular building that is the head of operations for the um, respectability and Gudrun has gone within. But as you stand there, you just feel the rain hitting you and engulfing you and you start to feel emotions. I need, from the three of you, please, I need a wisdom-based saving throw, oh, 15 or better, wisdom. to resist this effect. 18. 18. 18 as well. Okay. <laughs> Four. That's an eight. An eight. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. So for the time being, Fran, Ford, you're feeling this immense pressure on your on your psyche but you're able to hold it together both of you are very kind of taciturn individuals you're not too given to sharing your emotions and you're doubling down on that now yeah you don't know how long you'll be able to hold out randy if you want to avoid descending into the banana chasing madness you're going to need to get something off your chest you're going to need to speak from the heart Whatever's bothering you, whatever you need to say, it has to be said now. So who's around me? Just these two at the moment. Right, so um, Randy turns to, to front and forward and says, I, I never meant to cause you any trouble. <laughs> Go on. I never meant to cause you any pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's hard, Randy. Speak from the heart. I just, we've been adventuring together so long that I just, I didn't want to go home because going home would mean I'd have to deal with what isn't at home anymore. And you guys are home really, but you're also not my home because she died, um, which was really... Your your home died? Well, (laughs) Mandy died. Big Mandy, little Mandy's... Well, my cousin... Not my cousin. I mean, that's... We're dwarves, not... not. You're married to your cousin? No. No, I'm trying like to be that, real It's legal here. in some places. It's... Yeah, but... You know my cousin is alive, but my wife is dead. What are you trying to say, Randy? I'm really sorry that I brought you into this, but I'm also really grateful that you guys are here because you're my best friends and also my family, and I love you, and I don't say that because I don't really know words that well about feelings but um, it's I just need I only want to see you laughing in this purple rain it's okay Randy it's okay can we go and kill something now yes please I would would really like that well (laughs) and you know it's true because I really mean it (laughs) there are a good, um, there's a good solution to that need appearing in front of you from the entrance <laughs> to the Respectabilicious headquarters. Purple wolf creature comes mm. stalking out. Hey, you made it. Good for you. And then, <laughs> and then its friend, and then its other friend, and then 
its other friend and its other friend and they start stalking towards the three of you. I think, it's a, I think it's an initiative roll think opportunity. Initiative I think let's do it. So roll um, dexterity based, please. <laughs> That's a one, folks. Uh, Ten. Twelve. Already wasted the sound effect on an eight. <laughs> All right. These creatures just come sprinting towards you. The first three in the lead each pick one of you and pounce. One of them leaps towards Ford. Uh, What's your armor class, Ford? Sorry, what's the question? Your armor class? Is 13. 13. One of these claws strikes at you hard and uh, tears through your armor. You're going to take 10 points of damage from that one. The other one misses you. Randy, likewise, it jumps up. One of the claws manages to get you. If both of them get you, they'll be able to hold you down, but you're able to scramble backwards as it bashes you against a wall. You take 11 points of damage. Fran, you are completely avoided because I roll a 1 and a 2. So um, I don't know what you did, but you freaked that one out. Well, (laughs) if I believed in deities, that would be divine providence. Exactly. uh, The other two, they both leap on buildings on either side of you and then hop to the next building. They're starting to move around behind to flank the three of you. So now we, I think it's going to be Wirrima up first and we'll just go along the line from there. What do you do, Wirrima? Cool. I, um, yes, I grab up my, uh, my bow, mm-hmm. um, which is attached to a piece of rope. Uh, it's always prepared. Um, I aim it at uh, one of the... Um, Monsters that are obviously overhanging or overlooking. Yep. Um, and then I shoot another o- arrow, which is also attached to the same piece of rope, to the other ogre um, in front of me. In front of me. Um, and then what happens after that is gravity takes over. Um, so effectively, there's an arrow in one monster down here, arrow up there in the other top monster, and then I pull. Okay. Well, let's let's see if these grand plans that do you're we need to. I mean, I think, I think we do. I mean, I, I believe do. you've that. created a beautiful picture, but right now it's like the zoom in on your eye as you you see it all and you pull out and. <laughs> I mean, I believed you, right? That was. Uh, that is a. Tw- uh, I can't count. Eleven. Okay. All right. So your f- first arrow just. You don't know where that one went. <laughs> well, you can still salvage this with the other one. Like, there's, there's rope attached to both of them? Okay, so you do know where that one went. Is it, <laughs> is it still in his hand? Do I, though? Do I really? You've let go of the string, but still holding the arrow. <laughs> it's rope, man. It's not string. That's a lot better. Uh, that's 24. 24, okay. So the second one, that's the one that's up high. Um, the arrow jams into it and once again you kind of hit these cracks and it splits apart a little bit and then pulls itself more tightly together um, and as it is bounding along the rope because it's not attached to the other, yeah. other creature it's yeah. just whistling yeah. past you um, we'll come back to you in a second Randy what do you do? Oh yeah absolutely well Randy, Randy um, runs and grabs the rope <laughs> and um leaps onto the back of this uh, monster and loops one rope around its neck, forgetting just until now that it's stone 
um, <laughs> but tries to steer it towards something that might hurt it, like a wall. <laughs> All right, let's have a strength-based roll, athletics. Randy's got this. That's another one. <laughs> so, there's a lot of rope burn on his hands. Um, and it tied around his feet, and he's just being dragged along by this guy, scrabbling on, and he's just go, he just looks kind of... Uh. <laughs> okay, so you grab onto the rope, the, the one you grabbed onto, it was actually up kind of on a building. And it's hopping from building to building. So you are kind of, you smash into the side of that building. And then it hops to the next one and you smash into that one. I definitely do. Um, yeah. But because you rolled a one, like your, your leg is now tied up on the rope. Mm-hmm. So you can't detangle yourself. So you're just smashing against buildings. Um, take, we'll say like 15 points of damage of being building Makes smashed sense. there. Um, as this creature is moving... Moving freely, Fran. What do you do? Okay, the uh, the closest wolf to me uh, is uh, I I throw throw out my hand and, and three rays of fire shoot towards it. Some three scor- scorching rays, um, and a, f- a fourteen and a fifteen and a sixteen each. Well, each plus six, so yep. that is um, twenty. 22 awesome more than enough to strike these creatures so uh, each of them doing 7 damage okay then so your scorching rays strike and bash at these creatures it's 7 damage each you said yes okay Um, it it just breaks almost entirely to pieces as you pummel it with your scorching ray as the last pieces of it come apart it snaps back together but it's a little bit wrong it's a little bit ragged and kind of hobbles it's not going to be a big factor in this fight but that was almost enough to take it out completely. Which one did he shoot? The one with me? Just one that was one not that was with close you. to me. Okay, yeah. good. Not the one that's pulling <laughs> out. I'm like up. Okay. I was saving me. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, Randy. <laughs> okay. So, um, Ford, we'll start with you as the creature that jumped at you before. Yep. You kind of. Yep. Step back, you tried to tag it with the arrow. The arrow missed it completely. Yep. The rope is currently being dangled away somewhere. Um, it comes at you again. It narrowly misses you with its, with its attack still, but it's very close be- beside you. You've got this rope flying past. You earlier said you wanted to grab onto the rope, but Randy's already yeah, yeah, yeah. halfway up. But do you want to persist with that plan? Um, not right now, because of the threat <laughs> right in front of me of the other mm. the monster. Yep. Okay. Um, so I will contend with this one first. All right. Um, keeping on, Randy. He yep. is fine for now. <laughs> he's fine. Okay, he's, but he's, he's on. He's in the back of my mind. Like. Cool. Okay, uh, make make your attack rolls now. I'll come back to you in a minute to find out how that goes because there is two more of these creatures bounding around on the on the ground level, and one of them was going after this kind of toy that is being smashed into. <laughs> yeah, it jumps up at you. It jumps up at you, and it gets a natural twenty critical hit. <laughs> okay. So you lose 20 points of damage from that. Yeah. <laughs> Just Great. a flesh wound. Okay, wonderful. <clears throat> good, good. Um, Fran, this... <laughs> this one that was near you, Fran, that you fried up completely, it kind of advances on you, but it's not brave enough to get close enough to attack. But the, there was one up on your flank, and it leaps down from on high. Can I have a reflex saving you from... Reflex saving throw from you. Uh, dexterity saving throw, sorry. 17. 17, okay. So um, you, you sense it coming. 
and as it leaps down on you, you roll out of the way, get some good position, and it makes just an ordinary attack with which it rolls a natural one. So your luck is holding out completely. You're dominating these things on your side. Behind you, there's this... Yeah, it's like a, a kitten playing with a, one of those little toys that you dangle around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ford, how do you go with your attack rolls? Uh, pretty good, actually. Yes. Yeah, uh, 16 and 22. Oh, what damage do you do? Uh, 11. 11 each shot. Okay, you... Uh, uh, 14, sorry, I'm using this, my, my long sword. Okay, 14 plus times 2? Yeah. Okay, yeah. two mighty strikes with your long sword. You just sever the limbs of this crystalline creature as it bears down on you, and it just falls and spills, and suddenly it just comes apart. It comes to nothing. There is just this purple wisp of smoke as the rain continues to fall. Um, where are we? <laughs> I'm losing track of the losing track of the people. I think Randy is up, and then yep. Fran is up. It's still raining. Yep. Oh, this is really hurting me, guys. <laughs> I feel really like bad, but. This is also super fun. Like, I have really conflicting emotions. Um, okay, so Randy reaches up with his axe and cuts the rope that's holding him up the top of a building. Mm-hmm. And as he's falling, grabs his longbow and tries to shoot the um, monster that had him. Cool. Uh, enough. <laughs> that's a... Uh, would an eight hit... It would not. No. It would not. Okay. Um, you, you fall into a conveniently soft pile of rocks. <laughs> I, you won't make any. I, I won't make you take any damage for that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Fran, what, what do you do? How many are left? Well, there is um, this one that just jumped down and narrowly missed you. There's kind of a raggedy one nearby. And there is one at the top that had the other end of that rope and then there was one at the bottom of the rope so there's basically two trying to eat Randy right now or smoosh him okay um, the, the one that is not close enough for Randy to take any um, mm-hmm. collateral damage yep. uh, uh, receives a fireball alright um, okay your, your fireball will um, with a saving throw like that will completely just engulf it in, fl- in flames that one is gone completely gone so there's only uh, two of these things at kind of full strength left and one at half strength as you three fall back to back to protect each other you take a breath the rain is coming down and then there is a, a new sight leaping into battle is the panther lion and running alongside it is the dwarven <laughs> prince he slides on his knees through the slick, purple, rain-sodden granite, brings a hammer Randy's and swipes like, the head of the one that was getting close to you, Randy, and it reels back. And he turns and he looks at you, and he points at you, Randy, and he says, I sense you know how to fix this, Randy. Fix it. And then he turns, and he continues to fight this purple creature. Randy nods. <laughs> Looks back at his friends, shrugs. <laughs> and um, runs into the uh, big castle tower thing. Cool. After good run. All right. You run in. Forward, front. There are these creatures nearby everywhere. They, Randy had a bit of an opening thanks to the Dwarven Prince. What do the two of you do? Try and follow or... 
fend off the, the remaining two? Fend. Okay. Can I have a fending off roll from you, please? So just a fighting... Do, do your fighting attacks. I want one do if that. I do. Yeah, do that. One moment, please. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Um, it, it leaps on you. It pushes you hard against a wall. It doesn't really have much of a head, but its stump kind of smashes against you and... and you're pushing it back. You're not taking any damage, but you're kind of pinned in place at the moment. Fran, you've been dodging and weaving amongst these other creatures pretty effectively. Uh, you've fireballed the crap out of one of them. There's still another one that is stalking you. What do you do? Okay. Um, this, the, this, this, last, this last one that's, the, that's, that's stalking me, um, I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to... Go with, go with old favourites again and another another three scorching rays at it. <laughs> nice. So let's... Uh, All right. Make your rolls. Okay. 16, 16, and 13. Okay. Two 16s. That's, uh, that's a pretty solid blast with your scorching ray. It rears back and then with renewed rage, it starts running towards you. You feel the rain just running down your face. And it makes its attacks, and oh gosh, these rolls are just terrible for these things <laughs> against you. I don't know, you're just blessed. You're blessed. <laughs> you're loving the rain, there's something about it. <laughs> for a cleric who doesn't believe in God, you're doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it like runs and it leaps at you, and it, as it's running, the, the rain just takes its legs out, and it ends up spinning past you on its backside, and it goes right past where you are, Ford crashes against the wall, probably takes out the one that's holding you, so you both get free, you get a chance to breathe. Um, you uh, see that the, the um, Dwarven Prince is fiercely battling um, the other one as it reaches out and smashes the hindquarters of the panther lion. The panther lion goes down in pain, scrabbling the Dwarven Prince like, no! And leaps into the battle again. So it's just, it's just fierce and free-for-all out there. But inside, we have Randy. You step into the darkness. Open space. And the darkness is illuminated by a shaft of light. And standing in the shaft is your mother-in-law, Gudrun. And she looks at you and says, it's all because of you that this is happening. You come back and the heavens open. You come back and everything falls apart. You never had the right attitude. I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me. And, and Randy walks up and... Um, sort of stands a couple of feet away from her like just axes on the ground and looks at her and says um, this whole time I've been staying away because I didn't want to feel still because if, if I stopped moving then I'd be thinking of Mandy you know my wife not my cousin <laughs> you know yeah you know obviously um your niece, yeah. Um, but I didn't appreciate 
what you must have been feeling. You lost a daughter as well as I lost. I haven't been feeling anything. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> because so, I do am. Do you know a, what's going on? Because I, I, I am thought, a I dwarf, I Randy. I am a dwarf, and I don't feel anything. I just do my work. Oh, hey, I just realized something. What is the work you're talking about right now? Is it like magic work? Because that might explain a few things. <laughs> I, I just try and stand against that awful prince. That's the important work that I do now that I don't have a family to care for. I look after the moral welfare of everybody. All of these dwarves that have been led astray, partying and singing and enjoying sexual relations with each other. It is the dwarven way. (laughs) Within the bounds of an appropriate marriage, yes. None of this free for all. Everything is falling apart. Can't you see it? Can't you see what's happening out there? It's you. You and your kind, with no sense of responsibility, with no morals. Um, Randy sort of walks up, crosses another foot, and then raises both arms out, and then drops one and gives her a pat on the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, Gudrun. It'll be okay. Randy's back. <laughs> Roll to charm. Go on, do I it. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one charisma. Uh, ooh, 16. Goodrun looks at you and says seeing you again reminds me of her I understand that seeing you again reminds me of her and you (laughs) so you know feelings she has a tear a tear a purple tear that runs down her cheek. I dab it with a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) This will cheer you up. (laughs) You dab her, you dab her face with the kitten and seeing that little cuddly ball of innocence, something in her just breaks. And she says, I... I, and then suddenly she convulses and the demon that has been inside her steps out. I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) Recoiling from the innocence of the kitten, it stands there. It is purple. It is faceless. And it has a shining symbol on its chest. And it points at you, and then it lifts its hand, and it snaps its fingers. Outside, front, forward, 
these creatures that you've been fighting against suddenly stop. And then others from other parts of the town that you hadn't even known were there in the chaos of the, the purple rain and people crying, they start running and they all start converging on the entrance. There is just this stampede of movement coming towards you, Randy, the symbol demon, standing over a bent and hunched gudrun, and it is pointing at you. That's why you should always keep a kitten handy. <laughs> Randy, Randy bends down without dropping eye contact, picks up his axe, and just launches at the demon with his axe. All right. Ah, honey, this isn't going to happen. For Ooh. 19. 19. Your axe swings hard at the demon. Its symbol splits apart. It recoils from your power at your shoulder, front, forward. You have moved to get ahead of the stampede. You see your friend. He is there standing against this. You can sense the demonic energy contained within the symbol creature. How do the two of you stand with your friend and help him? Well, first they watch me attack him again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get two attacks. Oh, go, 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 go with your second attack. 19. 19. Again. Wow. Okay. Two mighty axe blows against the demon, but it's readying its, its response because it's got a whole stampede of creatures coming in. Do you have a moment, front, forward, to help, to act? What do you do? 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> 99 bottles of beer. Wait, what? Take one down, swish it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Um, Ford puts on the cloth. Interesting uh, time to change costumes. <laughs> 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Picks out the silver arrow out of his quiver. And 98 bottles of beer. Pulls back the bow. Let's it go. <laughs> um, 14? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got 14. to say that it was yep. really impressive. There's, um, there's, there's been a, a substantial amount of build-up for this arrow. <laughs> I, was, I was convinced something I cool was going to happen. Yeah. The, um, the dramatic power of, of your rendition. <laughs> the fates intervene. A little kitten it just happens to just... just nuzzle the foot of the demon at the right moment and it sidesteps the kitten right into the path of your arrow just like it was a... <laughs> I'll take it! I'll take it! Oh, beautiful. Fran. Well, I, I guess I'd better make this take as long as possible <laughs> to, to build up dramatic tension. Um, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a demon, so demons, there's, there's probably gods, eh? I'll take out my holy symbol and go... <laughs> Be gone, foul demon. All right. Make a, make a charisma roll, an intimidation roll. Get that demon out of here. Oh. 
that didn't. So yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a four. A four. Okay. So um, your friends, Randy, are doing their best to help you and support you in this difficult time. But it's... Not enough. Okay. Yeah, it's not quite enough. As you, you've made two mighty strikes, the symbol creature, it reaches out and it comes for you. And as it comes for you, with these other crystalline things coming, Gudrun stands and she takes the blow. Can you make, on her behalf, please, a saving throw? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to, but now... But now look what you made me do. <laughs> um... How dexterous would you say Gudrun is? <laughs> would she be more than, say, ten? Because <laughs> she's six. Okay. This is a six. All right. Gudrun takes the blow. This demonic energy infuses her and she falls back. And as she falls back, the demon's creatures come smashing in. But Gudrun's connection with this thing she was the host she brings it down with her and it finally succumbs it succumbs to your intimidation to your arrow to your blows all of all of this its hold on this plane has been so tenuous already and it cannot sustain any longer as Gudrun reaches up and says in the name of my daughter I banish you and it goes the crystal creatures fade in mid-leap and they're gone. And it is still. And it is quiet. Except for Gudrun, who looks up, reaches up at you, Randy, and says, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> Randy kneels down and grabs her hand and says, yeah, It's okay. <laughs> Randy's here. <laughs> and just holds her hand. And I kneel down and, and grab her other hand and heal eight hit points. And then I, I, I reach into... Uh, Randy reaches into his jacket and pulls out the kitten he'd saved from earlier and just, like, gives it to her and lets her hold it. One, you know, something nice to hold. She holds the kitten. Your healing magic is... It's not enough to stabilize her from the demonic power. She was the host for this thing. Her soul is no longer bound to this plane. And she departs. And she goes. And the three of you witness, as her final words to you, Randy, are, Thank you, son-in-law. I'm, I'm sorry, mother-in-law. <laughs> That's how you guys refer to each other? <laughs> like, this? Like, what are you guys? What is are, this what do tradition? Do? <laughs> what do holiday half orcs do? <laughs> well, what do you do on your? I've never your... been married, so you know. Yeah, because you're too sure. busy delivering I presents thought, to I, I assumed dwarven I'd call her children. Like, like if if she was my wife's mother, I'd call her uh, Gudrun, or maybe Mrs. Duke. Like, Dwarf. You suddenly are interrupted by the sensation of an incredibly charismatic figure in the room with you. <laughs> The Dwarven Prince is there. <laughs> he walks over to you, his heels clicking against the floor. 
And he says, thank you, Randy. I knew you would come through. You and your friends. You've done very well. And I owe you a great debt. You're a very handsome dwarf. <laughs> Maybe you would like to join my Raspberry Berets one day. <laughs> well, thank you. I am very handsome. <laughs> but I'm, in it. I'm, I'm with my friends and we're going to go and an adventure. Because that's what I need to do. Your friend, Fran, was it? You displayed some magical healing there, I saw. My dear panther lion was injured. Could you perhaps assist? Do I look like a vet? <laughs> a little red orc vet. Okay. <laughs> you do. Does he, All right, does, wait, okay. Does, maybe the um, panther eats kittens, that will help. Yeah, so I... Pat the panther. <laughs> Pat the, the panther. panther is meow. It licks you. It's much better. It's much happier. The prince is pleased. Everyone is pleased. And I think um, the prince is going to call for a greater celebration. I think holiday is this year going to be holiday and a half. <laughs> holiday and a half. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness I think that brings our adventure to an end um, Thank you everybody for coming Thank you to Darren Woods Using sounds from Sirenscape Sword Coast Soundscapes, thank you Thank you to Bats Thank you to the NZ Fringe Festival We are Diceratops, we've got more shows coming You'll find about it on the socials But let's hear it right now For our amazing players Wiramutuhiwai <laughs> Stephen Youngblood Yay! and Jared Baker. Yay! I'm Morgan Davy, your Dungeon Master. Thank Yay! you and good night. This has been Diceratops Presents When Dwarves Cry. Big love to Jared Baker, Wiramutu Hiwai, and Stephen Youngbud, our players, and Darren Woods for sound and music. Darren uses sound from Sword Coast Soundscapes. Find soundtracks for your games on the Sword Coast Soundscapes YouTube channel and from Sirenscape because epic games need epic game sounds. Find more at sirenscape.com. Full details on sounds used in the show notes. Many thanks to Jared Baker who recorded this show and all our shows. Follow us on all the social medias at DiceratopsNZ and sign up for our email newsletter at Diceratops.nz. Chasing the Purple Banana is from the song Let's Go Crazy. Is it a metaphor? I'm Morgan Davey, we are Diceratops, we love games, and our shows are for everyone. <laughs>